When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. War Eagle Auburn fans, welcome to Hitchcock Hecklers, your source for Auburn baseball news and discussion. Part of the E2C Network, a family of Auburn podcasts. I'm your host, Chandler Fullman, and I'm uh, joined alongside tonight with my co-host and good friend, Clint Richardson. How's it going, Clint? It's always good, Chandler. It's, it's tournament time. It is. It's it's tourney time, and I love this time of year. Um, got postseason baseball, major golf going on, and the postseason baseball is, in, is at my uh, second home besides Auburn, so just a fun time of the year um, for me, but let's just – get right on to it get right into it um auburn went two and two on the week and uh with a midweek win over north alabama and then a one and two record versus lsu down in baton rouge um it brings auburn's record to 32 and 23 and 14 and 16 in the sec um auburn will be an eight seed in hoover this week um They'll play the nine seed Tennessee on Tuesday. We'll talk more about that later, but let's uh, review this week's games. And we'll start with a very, very exciting game on Tuesday night uh, versus North Alabama. Did you get a chance to watch that, Clint? No, because it wasn't broadcasted anywhere. So I had to listen to the entire game. I think I, I only watched maybe a game and a half on TV this week because broadcasting issues and, and all, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Well, I was, I was there Tuesday night and it was a, uh, I'm trying to think of the right words. It was a disappointing, but exciting game at the same time. Um, disappointing in the respect that UNA, this is their first year playing division one baseball and they, their record sits at 16 and 34 and they took us, I mean, they were hand, handing it to us at the beginning and took us down to the wire. But Auburn was able to get the 8-7 to seven walk-off victory on an Everett Lau hit uh, line drive to left field. Um, so that was exciting. Uh, good game-winning hit. Got some momentum rolling into, into Thursday night. Um, but before we move on to Thursday, let's talk about Tuesday a little bit. Stephen Williams... Had a he had a really good day going two of four with three RBIs with a home run and a triple, and then Will Holland also had two RBIs and went two for four. Um, but the real story be- behind Tuesday's game was Richard Fitz. Uh, Brooks Fuller got the start, just went an inning, um, struggled. Uh, looked like Brooks Fuller much of this much of this year just. 
has struggled um, a lot of the year. But Richard Fitz came in and threw six and a third of one run baseball with eight strikeouts. Um, so, I mean, you got to tip your hat to, to Richard. Um, just a great outing. Yeah. And, you know, this is what we wanted to see out of Richard. And he's shown some, some bright spots and he's really struggled in the past couple of weeks. And as a true freshman, you kind of expect that. But to go six and a third, give up one run on four hits, walk two guys and strike out eight on 82 pitches. I thought that was a fantastic outing. It was efficient. It was, I mean, his stuff was working and, and really put Auburn in the best position to, to come back and win this game. Having been down five Oh, you know, before even the, the bottom of the second. Yeah, I uh, definitely agree with that. And then Will Morrison, Blake Scalese and Kyle Gray came in and finished things off. But one thing to mention real quick is coach's decision to pinch ran for Connor Davis um, with, I think it was uh, Jared Eaton. Yes. um, So Jared Eaton pinch ran, unfortunately did not score. The pinch running decision didn't really pay off in the end. And then I was like, yeah, Butch, what have you done? We've got, I mean, the, Top of the lineup comes back up in the ninth, and we pinch hit uh, Jared Eaton uh, for with Everett Lau, and I'm like, well, this is I sure would prefer Connor Davis in this situation. And then it was I think his first or second pitch, Everett Lau just gets a little poke to left, and the Tigers walk it off for a exciting night at the ballpark. Um, it, it was kind of fitting too because that's that's really been Connor Davis's role here at Auburn, you know, as a true freshman, having that big walk off against South Carolina, not really doing a whole lot last season, but this year having a couple of really big at bats, including a big walk off last week. And, you know, that's, I I love it. You know, I think Everett is a really good player. He's just not, you know, really earned that starting role right now. And and I think the gap between him and Connor Davis is, is big enough, but, you know, he, he played closer to that gap this weekend and, and what a way to just end that game. And, you know, you were talking down about UNA earlier, but this UNA team still, they, they beat Ole Miss earlier this year. They, even though it's their first season in D1 baseball, they are a talented team and they've had a chip on their shoulder all season long. And I mean, being able to come into premier stadiums and face premier teams it's got to be such a big opportunity for guys like that yeah definitely um a, like you said huge opportunity to get to play in a sec stadium for these guys but let's move on to thursday night in our sec series thursday friday saturday series um at lsu um i think i tried to sing it last time call in baton rouge how was that oh geez <laughs> No, please stop. Okay, Uh, I'll stop before I uh, get too far behind. Auburn lost Thursday's game seven to one, and Auburn got off to a quick one to nothing lead in the first or second inning, and then after that, the offense just—I mean, literally died. Um, There was one hit. (laughs) Auburn was two hit on Friday, on Thursday and Friday, so there was one hit other than Stephen Williams triple. 
Um, and then Edward hit the sack fly to get Steven in. So we were off to a one to nothing lead, but there was only one other hit than that all night long. Um, I mean, you just got to tip your hat to LSU's pitching and uh, give them credit where credit's due. Well, we talked about this the last couple of weeks that LSU, while not having the best season, is still a top team in this league. And when the weather gets hot, so does this team. Playing in Baton Rouge is one of the hardest places to play. Allen Spot Stadium was electric all weekend long. And they, you know, Auburn just doesn't play well in LSU. And I hope going forward that Auburn, you know, if they've got to go back to Baton Rouge anytime soon, I hope it's earlier in the conference schedule. But, you know, like you said, this team just destroyed Auburn. You know, it felt like the first two games, Auburn had two hits on Thursday and left eight on base. Auburn had two hits on Saturday, on uh, Friday and didn't end up leaving anybody on base. <laughs> so while even though the bats weren't great, it felt like the pitching was kind of lackluster too. Elliot Anderson got the game one start, which obviously Auburn was playing for the SEC tournament with their pitching schedule, but Elliot just really struggled in that game. Yeah, he uh... – he did. He went uh, three and two thirds, and Bailey Horn also went three and two thirds, and then uh, Will Morrison came in for the final uh, f- for the final little bit. But you're right, Elliot. Elliot struggled. Um, Elliot threw uh, gave up eight hits on five runs, four earned runs, and only had one strikeout. So. And that was on 76 pitches. So just a, a rough, rough outing from Elliott. And then Bailey, he had the best outing of the day. Uh, gave up two hits, two earned runs on uh, 53 pitches, two strikeouts and three and a two-thirds. And then Will Morrison came on for the final two-thirds. And he only threw six pitches and uh, faced the minimum two batters. So uh, I'm kind of surprised to see that Elliott did not walk a single LSU batter, you know, he, he seemed to have a lot of three, two counts and just get behind in the count with this team and, you know, eight hits, you know, obviously they're, they're getting the hits instead of the walk, but to, for him to avoid walking anybody, I think it is a little bit of a bright spot in that outing for, for Elliot. Yes, I, uh, I agree, but I got to tip, tip our cap to Bailey, uh, Bailey Horn, um, a good outing to to save some pitching for sure. But um, we'll move on to Friday as the Tigers were two hit again on Friday, losing the game five to one. Uh, Will Holland's home run was the only bright spot from a hitting standpoint. But from pitching, uh, we got a we got a good bit of encouragement, I would say, with Jack Owen going seven full innings. Um, he did allow four runs. But he had six strikeouts and went seven full innings to save a ton of pitching. I mean, you can't speak enough to what Jack did on on Friday to set up Saturday's game. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, just the way that the, the game kind of went, like, you know, with Auburn keeping it close through three and a half innings and LSU putting up a four spot, you really felt like Jack might have a short leash. But just the way that he really minimalized the damage and kept Auburn in shooting distance of that lead 
really helped him stay on the mound and keep the bullpen fresh. And like you said, seven innings to, to only give up eight hits and four runs against this LSU team, I think was really impressive. And it's, it's good to see his stamina is still there to go out and throw 97 pitches and really not lose a whole lot. This isn't the same Jack Owen that we saw two months ago, two or three months ago. And his ERA is now skyrocketed to 2.37. But wow, that's just horrible. <laughs> Sarcasm alert. But when you've got Tanner and Jack, and those are really your top two guys, and we all know the struggles that this bullpen has had since conference play started, that in and of itself is a really big win for Auburn going into Saturday. After Jack, Brooks Fuller came on for the last um, – or the eighth, in the eighth inning and threw an inning, gave up one run, one hit. Um, but Saturday, that was the game I want to m- mainly talk about um, because that was the only game that Auburn won in the series. And in my opinion, and I think probably LSU's opinion too, um, although they were on the, the losing end, I think this was by far the most exciting game of the series. Um, oh, no doubt. But the Tigers got the – or well, they're, they're both the Tigers. So, <laughs> Auburn got the 5-4 to four win um, and accumulated 10 hits. Unfortunately, Tanner Burns was pulled from the game early on with after 57 pitches. Um, um, he went four innings with a sore shoulder. Um, Butch Thompson – Is that the official word? Yes, Butch Thompson said that Tanner is um, not likely for the SEC tournament this week. So um, we'll get to that in a second. But that's the official diagnosis on Tanner Burns. But got to talk about Cody Greenhill and the outing he had on Saturday after Tanner Burns. Um, Five and a third innings of six-hit baseball, which is not the best, but gave up two earned runs. Um, but the main point is he went five and a third in relief and threw 90 pitches and that kept Auburn in the ball game. It gave Auburn a chance. And, um, I gave him the credit on Twitter and I mean, uh, Cody being selfless guy, uh, immediately pointed to Matt Scheffler as, um, his, his cog and his, uh, his key for the game and, uh, being able to catch, um, all 27 innings this weekend, as Matt Scheffler has done most SEC weekends. But we'll talk about more about Matt Scheffler here in a second. But I just wanted to say shout out to Cody Greenhill for just keeping us in the game and giving well, us a chance to win. Absolutely. And and I wasn't aware of Tanner's shoulder issues until you just mentioned that. Listening to Rod and Andy on the call, nobody really knew why Tanner was pulled. Um, it felt like it was more likely to be a, a planning uh, call and pull him to prepare for the SEC tournament. And, of course, having Cody Greenhill come in so early is such a risk. But you know, I think his career high is somewhere around 88 or so pitches thrown, and that was uh, last Florida, year. in Florida last year in the yeah, Super, Super Regional play. So for him to throw 90 – is a lot on his arm and he was effective of course you know six hits and three total runs given up is is a little bit out of norm for him and and he struggled 
early on it felt like but he was able to to really settle down and and I think he got better as he got tired as his curveballs and and moving balls really started moving a lot more um, as he kind of wore out and and I think it made him so much more effective and yeah. um, you know thankfully Ryan Watson and Brooks Fuller were able to come in and and keep the the game quiet uh, Ryan Watson only gave up one hit in one and a third. And then Brooks Fuller came and got that last out on three pitches. So I think that was a very strong uh, pitching performance, albeit with Tanner probably, you know, suffering another setback. You can't um, say enough about Ryan Watson and his performance on Saturday going that inning and a third because, you know, Cody had just ran out of gas, had thrown 90 pitches. And I'm like, well, we've thrown Tanner, we've thrown Cody, we've thrown Elliot, we've thrown Jack Owen. Uh, it, felt like, it felt like that's where the wheels were going to start coming off for this team. Exactly. And I was like, well, and my dad asked me, um, we were in the car, um, we had a wedding this weekend, and my dad asked me, he's like, well, who, who do we have to come in after Cody? And I was like, uh, your best guess is my best guess, because we, <laughs> we don't have much. But – and that's not uh, – I mean, it is a jab at our bullpen this year, but I also want to make it a good thing um, in Ryan Watson. I mean, he stepped up to the plate and – or I should say stepped up to the mound and just gave us a wonderful outing of 19 pitches and in an inning and a third, and like you said, only gave up one hit. And, uh, and, and Ryan's another one of those guys that hasn't performed very consistent this season he's had some really good outings and some rough outings that just obviously you nobody wants to see a pitcher go through those kind of things and you know for him to come out here with the game on the line and ultimately getting the the win his first win of the season I think was just a really gutsy performance and and well deserved for him and you know those are the kind of things that you want to see a player especially a young pitcher build on and hopefully next season Ryan Watson could be that number three starter or you know much more of a, a leaned on relief pitcher and, and that's really what this bullpen needs next year let's talk about when it gets exciting I mean Auburn was down four to two heading into the ninth inning um top of the ninth and I was like well this is uh this has about killed our regional hopes unless we get uh, a win on Tuesday in Hoover. And I was down in the dumps, and I was saying, well, we ain't got much of a shot. And then Matt Scheffler steps up to the plate with a man on first and hits an absolute bomb uh, to left center field. And it goes over the fence and gives the Tigers – or uh, lets the Tigers uh, tie the game up four to four. And – just a super exciting moment for Auburn and a huge shift of momentum down at Alex Box Stadium um, with Matt Scheffler's home run. And then, but LSU still battled in the ninth and the 10th inning. And we finally got it to the 11th inning and got um, a man on. And then Will Holland hit a double, which scored Ryan Bliss, gave us the five to four lead. We scored another run. Uh, made it six to four, but 
for some reason, the umpires decided to take that one off. Uh, I yeah, think umpires, still, still have no idea how that happened. Yeah, the umpires just have it out against us. Um, they, they're cheating us, Paul. <laughs> the, the Cajuns are cheating us. Um, but they, uh, they took the run off anyways. Game was five to four. And thankfully, Ryan Watson, like I said, came in that final inning, held on. Brooks Fuller got the final out. And Auburn left Baton Rouge with one much, much needed win. And, I mean, in my opinion, that was the deciding factor in us being, in us going to a regional or not. So, I mean, you can't say enough and about this team's grit and fight. No, nah, and this team has done so well to fight throughout the entire season. Things have really gone against them in, you know, some, some bad official – calls and and some bad breaks and bad bounces and of course just the injury bug hitting the team like like it did this season has made this a really hard season and, and I think Scheffler is is one of the toughest guys on this team he's caught almost every single game and <clears throat> so many innings this season and I, I always say that the two toughest jobs in sports are a catcher and a hockey goalie and to, to be in that stance for as long as he is and to take as many ricochets as he has, has got to just taken a toll on his body this year and to come up to the plate and, you know, probably the, the, not the guy that anybody's really going to expect to hit a big home run and just blast that ball out of the park to put Auburn where they needed to be. And, and you know, that was such a cool moment and, and yeah. perfect for this team. And, I'm sure you felt the same way, but it really, to me, it felt like, all right, cool. We got to this point, but now how is this going to be ripped out from under this team? And, and thankfully, I mean, it was still ripped out one run. And if LSU had done anything in the bottom of the 11th, it would have been a really tough <laughs> way to, to end this series. But, you know, thankfully Auburn did end up with this win and well-deserved for this entire team. Yeah, definitely. Um, but We'll um, move on to the SEC tournament. Um, as I said earlier, Auburn finishes 14-16 and 16, um, in the conference. And, I mean, I wouldn't say Auburn had a bad year. I would say Auburn had an unlucky year. I mean, we didn't have Tanner Burns and Jack Owen pitching on the same weekend Um we only had them pitching on the same weekend in three out of the ten SEC series. Yeah, almost so, almost two months. Yeah, so when you're without the but when you're out when you're without one of your best two pitchers for seven of the ten SEC weekend series, and you still still go out and grab fourteen SEC wins, I think that says something about this team and about the fight they have and the grit. And um, I just want to tip my cap to butch thompson and um the entire staff about just how this team has fought throughout the year and um hopefully that win at lsu on saturday may uh flip some momentum or flip some switches in these guys but we'll uh we'll certainly have to see but preview in the sec tournament uh we play in the eight nine game um eight seed versus nine seed game at four thirty um on tuesday and we are pitching Elliot Anderson. 
and Auburn did sweep Tennessee earlier this year, but this is a much different Tennessee team than the first time we saw them. Um, yeah, how did, how did they perform against Ole Miss this weekend? They they took two out of three against Ole Miss. Um, they they took they took the series versus Georgia, and they also took the series versus Florida. So they've taken multiple big time series in the latter half of this SEC season. Yeah, and um, they they're a hot team right now, and Auburn is not. So. Um, It'll be an interesting matchup, and we'll uh, hopefully Elliot can give us um, four or five, maybe six good innings, and then we'll see where we go from there. But yeah, we we desperately need Elliot to be very effective and and not give up some some big runs. And you know we've talked about it previously that in some of Elliot's better outings, he's been really one pitch away from just having a career day, and you know. Texas A&M comes to mind had gave up one run and it was a big home run and it was a one run game. And, you know, that's, that's the kind of thing that Auburn's really going to need to avoid. And Auburn's really going to have to have the bats come alive and come alive early. And you know, yeah. this, this is for the season. Basically, I think Auburn is pretty good into the NCAA tournament, but to, to win this game guarantees you two more games. And, and that's going to be huge. And, you know, I don't – I mean, if you go back to the basketball season, Kyle and I talked about how, you know, maybe getting dumped out of the SEC tournament early might not be a bad thing for that team to, to rest up a little bit. And then they come out and win the whole thing and, and yeah. get very little rest. But this, this Auburn baseball team is not in that same position. They, they can't afford to lose on Tuesday and, and still – make it and feel comfortable about making it into the tournament. And, you know, if you win against Tennessee, your, your prize is to face Vanderbilt. And, you know, I'm sure Auburn would love to get some, some revenge on that weekend series, but, you know, Auburn's going to need a really good outing on Tuesday to to even think about the rest of the season. That would be a very nervous um, selection Sunday for me. If, if Auburn loses. Speaking to, how you said you and Kyle said that it might be best if we lose um, early on in the SEC basketball tournament. Um, clearly, clearly, y- y'all know what y'all are talking about since we <laughs> made it to the Final Four. We didn't mean to intentionally lose it, but if if Auburn had lost early, it probably wouldn't have been a bad idea. But that's a moot point at this time. Yeah, um, yeah, but. Previewing the SEC baseball tournament a little bit and looking at the bracket, um, Tuesday morning, 9.30 a.m., first game of the tournament, Florida play the 11 seed plays Texas A&M, the 6 seed. And after that game is Ole Miss, the 7 seed, versus Missouri, the 10 seed. And then the second session starts with Auburn versus Tennessee, the 8-9 game at 4.30. And then LSU versus South Carolina, the five twelve game at eight o'clock, or following Auburn's game. Um, always, I, a, I seem to be missing a team on this list, Chandler. Um, yes. Well, to be correct, and I'll be politically correct um, since I rarely am. Um, we are missing two teams. Uh, well, I only missing, care about one of them. Yeah, it's unfortunate that we're missing uh, the Kentucky Wildcats. Because 
they bring so much to Hoover every year, you know, all, all three, <laughs> fan, all three fans they bring. Um, oh man. But the, we are also missing the Alabama Crimson Tide. I uh, think they must have lost their directions to Hoover or done something. I don't know what happened. Oh, uh, you mean that, that stadium that they played an entire home s- season at? Yeah, that's true. They did play an entire home seri- uh, season at the Hoover Met uh, three years ago and then went back to their new stadium and have uh, and have sucked it up ever since. So, <laughs> Um, exciting to see from Alabama, um, and I'm excited to not see them there. But I, I, I assure you that there will still be plenty of gumps um, in Hoover um, at the SEC tournament um, because, heck, I mean, 95% of them don't even know that Alabama has a baseball team, and they they won't even know that Alabama's not playing. They'll get there, and they'll be like, well, what time does Alabama play? And Somebody will have to tell him. And, and, and if you it. think he's joking, he's not. No, I'm not. That happens every single year. I'm not. But, um, but yeah, that's a little preview of the SEC tournament. I'm real excited about that early morning game, the Texas A&M versus Florida game at 9:30. And then I'm also very excited. I mean, obviously about our game, but the the night game, LSU versus South Carolina. Um, that's going to be a good one. But probably, and, and you know, it's so great because you can just turn on the TV, and have baseball all day long. Yeah, it is. It's it's a great feeling. And thankfully, I'm going to take the day off of school tomorrow and drive up there, watch the, um, watch all day, um, watch some baseball, get some sun. Um, but I'm really excited about that early morning game, the Texas A&M versus Florida, because Florida is getting hot. Um, Florida just swept Missouri um, and to get to 13 SEC wins. And Florida, as Florida as, really needs that yeah, win. As bad as you said, Auburn needs a win. Florida really, really needs a win. And I mean that that might be a make or break win for uh, for Florida. They might not make it into the tournament if they lose that game. Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm excited to see what what Florida does um, against this, against A and M and. I think, honestly, I think Auburn fans should probably be cheering for A and M because, I mean, it's Florida doubtful. could come in and steal our spot. Yeah, it's doubtful that they give the SEC nine or ten or eleven spots in the NCAA tournament. So, and they gave softball all thirteen spots. So yeah, anything's possible. I no, mean, yeah, you're right. Happen. Anything's possible, but um, we'll we'll just have to see about that one. But anyways, let's conclude with our Hitchcock Heckler players of the week um I think I'll go first I think I've gone first like the past four weeks but I think I I'll think continue so. going first because I like going first um because oh, I'm yeah, the better host the only time you've ever been first wow that hurt um, <laughs> yeah well Clint that you're incorrect about that one I I did finish first in upward basketball they gave me uh <laughs> they gave me my uh they they gave me my participation trophy and it said first place, but so did everybody else's. So I don't know what that's about. Oh jeez. Um, but anyways, with my player of the week, I'm gonna go with a guy that has is starting to heat up at the plate, and um, I think he's very close, if not already there, to just being at the getting hot at the right time of the year, and that's Stephen Williams. He had. Uh, two triples on the week. He had a home run. Um, 
bunch of or a, a few big catches in the outfield. Um, also, shout out to Judd Ward. I mean, look at that guy in the outfield. I mean, that's a that's another uh, possible player of the week. But if if my player of the week was Judd Ward, he would be my player of the week every week. Um, because he had it your way. Um, but yeah, so shout out to Stephen Williams. Um, I think the two triples and the home run put Stephen over the top for me um, for my player of the week. Who's yeah, yours? I think that's a. I think that's a great choice, and I'm going to go a little bit off. I don't think we've ever picked this position for player of the week, and and it's a little bit for what he was able to do this weekend, but also for what he's been doing all season, and that's Matt Scheffler. I think he's played really well. He's had a couple of rough outings behind the plate, but was also named to the, the Buster Posey watch list for best catcher of the, in the entire uh, country, and and you know, he's just had a, a lot of really good at-bats lately. And, and I think he's really made his, his presence felt on this team and, and is definitely one of the toughest guys on this squad. Yeah, I, that's that's a great pick as well. And, I mean, I think that's not a great pick. That's a fantastic pick because he saved Auburn's season with that two-run Absolutely. Two run home run. I think so too. Um, I mean, you can't say enough about – um, what he did for the Tigers this weekend, catching all 27 innings and hitting that monster home run there in the um, ninth inning to tie the game up for Auburn. But I'm uh, looking forward to a great week, or a great week in Hoover, uh, exciting baseball, um, and we'll just have to see how things play out um, this week. And whether we make it to a regional or not, that's still um, kind of up in the air. But I think um, if Auburn plays the baseball that I know they can, I think we'll get the win tomorrow and um, we will make it to a regional, but we'll just have to see. But any last comments from you, Clint? I just love watching postseason baseball and to be able to have the TV on and, and be able to listen to the games at work is such a joy. And I, I honestly wish every single week was baseball tournament week. Yes, I would. I would 100% agree with that because that means I'm at my tied for favorite place in the world, the Hoover Met. But and I don't know if you know this, but that's where the Hoover Bucks play football. Go Bucks! Who? Who? Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Had to be that obnoxious guy that's still still stuck in high school. But anyways, that'll do it for this time on Hitchcock Hecklers. And until next time, War Eagle. War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?